You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions. And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now, let's get started. It's just such a wild one. I love this. It's Yeah, I read it and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> like, this is unique. <laughs> We've seen a lot of, I think, like, really wild employment really wild stories, yeah. but this one is very unique. I don't see we'll see another, I don't think we'll see another one. Like and they don't, always, they don't always surface. No, they don't. And this one's tiny too. Like this, this, this is a very small it's company. A very, yeah. It's going to be a, a huge impact on their bottom line. Um, so, okay. So, you know, the podcast has already started, Allie. If yeah. You, if you didn't know it, like <laughs> if everybody, if anybody's listening in, Allie and I were just talking about kind of what we're going to talk about and we just found this and you've seen it. I think it's in everybody's feed, although we're yeah. HR nerds. So we, it's in our feed. We, I think we got it right at the beginning of it, but I did see it pop up in a couple other places afterwards. Um, so tell what 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 is the what is the yeah. title like? What is the the headline on this one that everybody's seeing? <laughs> this is a news release from the Department of Labor. Uh, employee testifies restaurants offered priest to extract confessions of workplace sins. Uh-huh. Air quotes around sins, uh, and a federal court ordered uh, payment to thirty five workers. Um. And that is that's exactly what happened. <laughs> an employer um, brought in an alleged priest. Uh, there hasn't been any like confirmation that this was <laughs> a real priest. The they can't yeah. find the guy. From Although to clarify, it's wrong whether the priest is real or not. Well, I, I have a confession to make. Well, see what I did there. Yeah, see what I did there. I put that Wait, right the there. priest isn't here yet. Um, I was. I thought at first when I first read this, and I didn't read through the whole complaint and everything. I was like, "This is brilliant. I can't believe that." <laughs> for a that this employer thought of this, and b that the employees fell for it. Um, I think there's always this underlying need to know what's going on in your business. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, you know, you're always trying to figure out who's doing what, where. You know, the more, the more. I guess the maybe the moral to this thing is the the more bad things you're up to as an employer, the more you need to pull this kind of the stuff. more creative you're going yeah, to be with your be. solution. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Allie, let's give them some more details. Yeah. So they bring a priest in. <clears throat> I'm going to give one detail. I believe, and I, I can't tell from reading all the stories, and I can't even tell from the complaint. But there's a component that we're going to reveal mm-hmm. at the end of this, which makes me feel this is what the order of things. I believe that they were messing up when it came to paying overtime properly. And mm-hmm. I believe that they were pulling tips improperly and someone anonymously from the business read, they read something on Reddit or on the internet and went, Hey, wait a minute. I think my employer is violating these rules. Mm-hmm. And they, and they sent a complaint into the uh, California department of labor, their version of the department of labor. Yep. Underneath the Wage Theft Act, which there's a bunch of those around the country, but California has their own. That's how I understood it as well as like the order of the things happening. So that complaint was made. And then that's when this alleged priest was brought in. Um, And the employer brought them in and told the employees that the priest was there to hear confessions. This was during work hours. Uh Uh-huh. Um, well, that's good. It's paid. Yeah. They know, got that part right. <laughs> they didn't have them come in late. Um, Did they have them stay after? 
And not pay them? I, I might have been a full day thing. Honestly, I don't know. Um, but the employee told the court that the priest urged them to get their sins out, but then asked very specific questions like, have the employees stolen from their employer? Have they been late for work? Have they done anything to harm their employer? Or do they have bad intentions towards, towards their the employer? employer? So there was um, a very specific goal from this from this priest. Okay, again, I wasn't there. So I think we have the wage and hour complaint, and then the and then if you're you know, it, <laughs> it, so they're thinking. I believe was if we can get some dirt on different employees because they probably don't know, but they have an idea mm -hmm. who may have filed the complaint. What they're looking for is to impeach the the. The, you know, to impeach the employee's testimony mm -hmm. to say you can't uh, listen to this employee mm -hmm. because X, Y, and Z, which is just so incredibly misguided mm -hmm. because, look, everybody has to follow rules and regulations, all right? So every, every industry has it. So I mentioned tip pooling was something that's uh, you, generally unique to the service industry, particularly to um, uh, restaurants. But there's rules against managers participating in tip pools, and, and it's the Department of Labor at the federal level and, and certainly California at the state level have defined and redefined and limited who can participate, when, and why. For the most part, if you're a manager, you can't participate. For the most part, there are exceptions to it. Um, in our industry, medical, dental, you know, uh, uh, all the folks out there, our version of, uh, of this mistake is that we misclassify someone as an exempt employee, don't track their hours or pay them properly because we think uh, salary means no overtime. And there's a whole other set of rules there. Or we misclassify someone as an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. When I say we, I don't mean me and I don't mean Cedar because we are not going to do that. I mean you as a listener and an HR person or the owner of your practice may misclassify some people this way. So that's the, that version of mm -hmm. our version of this mistake. Um, so they get the they get the not priest in mm -hmm. and and I, I take it the Department of Labor when they found out about this was not happy. Yeah, and I haven't um, – this news release was pretty short, and some of the art other articles I found were pretty short as mm -hmm. well. So I wasn't able to exactly figure out <laughs> did another employee then go make another complaint and was like, hey. They put the priest a, in. There's a priest here. There's something weird going on. Um, <laughs> or was because the initial complaint had been made and they were already under investigation, did that somehow come to light? Um, but either way – yeah, no, the, the Department of Labor was not too happy about that. Um, and they brought in some employees to, to, talk, about to talk about what exactly had happened and also why, why were they participating? Like what made these employees think, I have to do this, you know, even yeah. though it's obviously not a normal thing to Did be they happening in the workplace? Did, was there... Were there any details? Yeah. So this was a restaurant in California. Um, they had to, I, I'm going to guess uh, lots of immigrant workers. Yes. I'm going to also guess that, uh, and, and this is painting with a wide brush, but in order for this to be effective, a lot of them would have to be Catholic or Catholic adjacent mm -hmm. in their beliefs um, because no non-Catholic is going to go in and talk to a priest and confess their sins because we don't, we don't even know how to do it. We don't, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Me, me being one of the non No, I, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. The one of the managers at the restaurant told them that there were going to be immigration issues um, raised by the investigation. So uh-huh. I think it's going back to what you said. What their goal there was: what dirt can I get through this priest on I, my employees, and how can I create other fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and throw in the immigration, and hopefully that would, uh, you know, again we're speculating here, but uh, probably the employer's goal was, okay, this will scare them enough that whatever complaint they initially made will disappear. Or they won't add to it. Or they won't add to it. Right. Um, And I can threaten them because if I get anything out of this priest, I can say, hey, well, you told the priest that you milked the clock. So now I know dirt on you. You can't share the dirt on me. Right. Um, And like you said, completely misguided. Not at all the way to handle a wage and hour violation, um, along with just. And these rules are set. It's it, that, that's the stupid thing here is that you can go back and investigate, mm-hmm. and you can find whether or not they were paid properly for overtime. Mm-hmm. You can look at the number of hours they worked. You can tell whether or not the tips were split the wrong way. There's records of all of that stuff if you're doing it. And sometimes there's no records. And let me tell you something, that's even worse for you as an employer if there's no records. Because at that point, people begin to uh, make accusations of which those accusations carry quite a bit of weight because there is no proof against it. So if you say, well, they didn't work overtime, the answer from the Department of Labor is prove it. Let me see the records. Well, I can't find the records for that period of time, but trust me, we were tracking hours. No, yeah. that's not how it works. There, there's a law that says you have to keep the records and produce them for us if we ask for them. So um, so in the end, uh, the settlement was, uh, so far it looks like, $150,000 total. There were $75,000 in back wages. And because this is what the Department of Labor can do at both the federal level and at the state level, um, they doubled those damages. Mm-hmm. They, they just doubled what it was. And so that's all to be rewarded to the employees um, so they have to pay it out to several employees. They tacked on another five grand, which was their statute limitation. So I want everybody to, to catch that last part. This is the this is the bear. So why did they why did they give them the extra money, Allie? There was something that they said that they that the employer was doing. Like it was one thing that they didn't pay him properly. It's another thing that they went after the employees with the priest. Yeah, uh, per the news release, it was for the willful nature of the violations. So because sometimes these claims can come and it was accidental. And I think that's something that we see in our industry a lot. Like you accidentally misclassify someone as non-exempt. That's not going to really affect the way that the claim goes. You're still going to have to pay for things. But it was an accident. This was very deliberate, um, not just, you know, the... Likely the initial violations yeah. of the tip pooling and the overtime, um, but then even more so yeah. bringing in the priest. <laughs> I got to put quotes around it. It's, just, re- yeah. it's, retali- it's just retaliation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just found like you, you went in and said, because you filed this, now it's going to cause immigration to come in here, which was not true. Um, they, they were doing everything they could to retaliate against the employees to uh, get them to not cooperate with it with the investigation. Yeah, and so you add in willful, you add in retaliation, and you get that. Well, the most that we can uh, award is to award how much they're owed plus double that amount. Yeah, 
um, I think they call it trebling the damages. Um, you just turn it up. You just turn it. You just they just cranked it up. So yeah. they paid. Uh, you know, we don't know what their legal fees were here, but if they were represented, I would tack on another thirty to sixty thousand dollars in legal fees um, that the practice or uh, that the the uh, uh, restaurant had to pay uh, to their own attorneys as they dealt with the Department of Labor. Yep, That's and I mean published. this is a. a Pretty small business. It's, it's a taco restaurant, and they've I think one or two locations. Three. They have three locations. Three locations. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, but I I do just want to say that it's likely that they would not have owed as much had they just paid it. Paid yeah, the initial violation. So, so let me just say, yeah. had they confessed their sins to the yeah. Department of Labor yeah. and just come clean and done the right thing, which mm -hmm. I believe was what you know, what the purpose of confessing your sins is, yeah. uh, they would have come out a whole lot better if they'd yeah. actually followed their own, their own guidance. And I, I think what's also interesting is, is that um, surely they were forced to confess their sins to their employees and put up all kinds of posters and stuff and, and, and outline the settlement and tell everybody what oh, they yeah. were owed and tell everybody that, you know, this, these are the rules around tip pulling and put everything up on the walls and, and, and make it clear to the they employees. Yeah, so I mean, they lost out on all this money. Yep. They've uh, there's no way to <clears throat> hide that, like you said. They've got yeah. to make it clear to their employees. Um, and I checked their Google reviews the day that this news release was Ouch. put out, and they are it's going to affect their business um, from a consumer perspective as it well. Is. So a big loss all the way. A perfect example of how not to handle a wage and hour violation. Leave you <clears> with this thought. There are so many employment laws and rules that you have to follow. Anybody can open any business in the United States with lots of knowledge or zero knowledge of these things. We usually start off as small businesses and we grow and we're kind of doing things the way we're doing them, the way they make sense. Those ways don't always align with how employment law uh, uh, treats you in a way, wage and hour rules and all those things. So the, the, as soon as you start hiring an employee or two or three or 10 or 20, you just, you've got to keep revisiting this subject mm -hmm. and just learn what you can and can't do. I mean, that's all we talk about here yeah. on what the hell just happened in HR is, you know, guess what the hell just happened. And in this case, uh, someone got in trouble with the Department of Labor they doubled down, brought in a priest, a fake priest, got confessions, tried to use the confessions and intimidation in order to get the employees not to talk to the Department of Labor. And that did not turn out very well for her. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> okay. Allie, thank you so much for bringing this uh, to our attention. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week. 